welcome one and all to what appears to be episode 30 of Two Guys, One Dice Cup. And my name is Al, GoldenEye Unicom, and I am pretty sure on the other side of this microphone is... Phil from Rash's Cards. Oh, amazing stuff, mate. Episode 30 of Two Guys, One Dice Cup is entitled Boiled Frogs. So what we're talking yes. about? Talking about motherfucking hip-hoppy slan. Oh, no. The slan, the space aliens from Warhammer Fantasy Battles back in the day. Uh, play football. Which is good for us because we get to talk about them. Uh, it was quite exciting reading their roster, but I'm sure we'll get to that in the, the very near future for our rookie yeah. coaches. Yes, we shall indeed. I think, uh, I mean, they obviously aren't a official um, Games Workshop roster uh, and they're very much a, a NAF creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, seeing as though we talk about the NAF Championships as part of the rookie coaches thing, um, and a lot of people like Slan, uh, we, we might as well talk about them. Yeah, so that'll be in the, the rookie coaches section in section three. But um, as always, uh, mate, I can't believe we're actually at episode 30. Far out, I feel fucking old. How long have we been doing this now? Uh, I'm guessing 30 months. <laughs> <laughs> always. Well, always with the good answer, mate. Love your work. Always uh, with the good answer. It's, it's nearly nearly three years. I think we're probably closer to three years than yep. uh, than two now. Uh, yep. But yeah, uh, uh, good times. Good, uh, good times. So um, look, we've uh, as always. I've forgotten the first section. Is it's got to be gaming. We've we've got to talk about yes. what we've been playing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. So, uh, in the real life, or real world, it's not been that long uh, since we recorded um, episode 29, so I've only managed to get one game in uh, in between then and now. And it was a game of bolt action, which will come as no surprise to all the regular listeners. And uh, this one was against a local player called Graham Thompson. uh, And I needed to test out my um, Scottish Open in, in a week's time. The Scottish Open is a, is a two-day action event happening in Bathgate at Nightly Games. And I just needed to run out my army list. I just needed to test it. And I think in the last episode, when we were talking about stuff that we had bought, and I couldn't say what it was because it was something for this army, um, <coughs> I'll I'll talk about that when I when we come to the sort of painting and hobby section of our podcast. But uh, I I needed to run this army out, and it's a a Romanian army, which is a bit of a fringe, a bit of a fringe army away from the sort of five major powers that were that took part in World War Two. Uh, and what I've done with the Romanian army was formed a bit of a gun line. It's a little bit of an alternate sort of tactic. You know, there's a lot more static units. And I just needed to give it a run out um, against against something that Graham brought. Graham, knowing that it was for an, a tournament, brought a very competitive uh, and solid list that he's used quite a lot himself. So he was very experienced uh, and gave me a good run out. And uh, I I lost the game sadly, but it was it was a very close run thing, and I only lost the game on the very last 
order dice that was drawn because we, we ran out of time sadly uh, the very last order dice drawn all I needed to do was bring a unit on from reserve and it was a leadership check I needed to roll um, eight or less on two dice and I failed that it was that one dice roll that lost the game I mean I'm sure there was some other things that happened uh, but at the very end that opportunity was there for me to win and um, you know I'm not going to dice rage about it, it's not that, that big a deal, but I was happy to have been um, tested, and the army worked as, as, I, would, as I hoped it would. Um, so I'm, would I say I'm ready for a, a five-game, two-day tournament? No. I'd like at least another three or four practice games beforehand, but the, the opportunity is not going to be there, sadly. So um, that was the extent of my, my gaming. Okay. I th I think I played um two games of Blood Bowl, one in real life and one um online since we last mm -hmm. spoke. Um the game of Blood Bowl in real life was a league game um for my Norse versus um well, uh, one of our local player Philby, uh, a guy called Liam. Uh, he's uh, he's running goblins this season, um, and I smacked those little green pricks around, and uh, <laughs> and one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, fuck those little guys. Uh, those yeah, just, fuck them. The team, his team felt a bit. So <laughs> over the course of most of the game, um, I don't think I did much lasting damage. Maybe killed a one player. And, uh, badly hurt um, a bunch, um, but yeah, it it was a it was a fairly straightforward uh, goblin implosion, um, which gave me my fourth victory out of four with Norse so far. Well um, done. They're, they're going quite well. I'm in, enjoying playing them. Um what, um, what skills have you managed to put on the team over four games? Well, I, no, you're asking. Um, I will well, tell you just a second. I'm sure the listeners want to know as well. You know what have um, what have you prioritised? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Both of us coughing away there. I know. Apologies uh, to the listeners. We're both, we're you know, on top of being war gamers uh, and hobbyists, we're both, um, you know, husbands and fathers, and our kids are at nurseries and schools, and they're bringing home all manner of plague. Uh, yeah, back to the houses that we live in, and we're all suffering. Just but a cool, diet. But, but the cool thing is, though, I, my first instinct wasn't to jump for the COVID test. So I haven't, I haven't, oh, taken, yeah. a, I haven't taken a COVID test in like six months. I I took one out of uh, out of interest, but uh, it was negative. Uh, yeah. and it's just a shit. It was just a shit cough. Um, <laughs> Yep. Anyway, so anyway back, back, to, back, back to the yeah, back to skills. Yeah. That was a good break. Back, back to, to skills. skills. So I've got um, <coughs> block and dodge on one of the Valkyries already. Nice uh, block on the other one. I think I explained last uh, um, episode that I went block with both of them because it's a stunty heavy league, and uh, I didn't want to be putting uh, players down on the floor with wrestle uh, and offer it up easy. Um, Fouls. Mm -hmm. um, 
one of my berserkers has got tackle for the same reason. Uh, there's a bunch of study teams. Uh, tackle's great. Um, and then I've got block on both the oofs. Uh, but that, that's that's all I've managed so far. Um, Over four games, that's, that's pretty handy, mate. That's good. Well, yeah, I've got uh, six six skill ups over four games, so that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, and what about your other game that was obviously online somewhere? Yeah, so I was playing in the Snail Cup, which is a, a one-month a game Scottish uh, tournament league thing. Um, I played Tomb Kings in that. Um, I did not have a good game. Uh, oh. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, to be honest, it, it, I mean, it was still it was a fun game. Uh, I, I played a guy called Dan, whose uh, fumble name is Pete Monster. He's running corn, um, and I don't think either of us had much of uh, the rubber, the green. Uh, he ends up winning one nil, uh, but it was it was tight. It could have been a draw. It could have been a, a win to me. It was a win to him. Uh, there was next to bugger all star player points across the board for either of us. I got I got an MVP, and he got uh, a touchdown and an MVP. So that that kind of gives you an idea what type of game it was. There was just nothing happening for either of us. Um, I think I lost. I think I I think I lost mainly because um, KO'd a bunch of his guys in the first half, and they all came back. Mm-hmm. Um, if they hadn't come back, he'd have been a bit of bother on his drive because I had a full team um, to play, and uh, yeah, just just a bit disappointed uh, from my side. I, I don't think I played particularly badly. I just think uh, it wasn't wasn't going to go in go in my way in the in the way I needed it to, specifically around things like the Kalos and stuff like that. It's a fair like it was a fairly tight game. But other than that, uh, yeah, nothing much to write home about that on that one. Um, so yeah, not much gaming for me either. But like you said, we've, uh, we've it's only a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks since we recorded last. So yeah, we haven't had um, the, the time for it um, as we normally would. But obviously, by you know the time we record episode thirty-one, I'll have done a, a two-day tournament, so there'll be plenty of. Uh, Plenty of talking point then, because um, I'm. Oh, mate, I think I'm on the record last episode, saying that I'm I'm going out there to win it, which is yeah, you're gonna smash some fools. I'm gonna give it a good uh, a good crack. Um, you know, the army I've got, it's only had one run out, but you know I'm an experienced player. I don't, I didn't instantly want to change anything after having played one game. Everything. Everything felt like it was right. I just need to remember to utilize it to the to the to its most most usefulness. Um, so it's more down to me than the list uh, to make it work. So <coughs> good fun. Yeah. Can't wait. And yeah. um, and that leads us on to the nice segue of uh, our hobby and what's on the painting table. Um, yes. Because for me, even though it's been. You know, quite a short period of time since we last spoke, my productivity has been quite high. Um, you know, and that's that's been afforded by the extra time now with my uh, child going to nursery and not being underfoot, and not having 
me to take care of them all the time. So I've managed to paint uh, two medium howitzer models for bolt action for my other going to be used as Romanian, but they're for my winter German army. And that was two things I had to buy from uh, from last episode. And uh, so got them all, you know, cleaned up, constructed, painted, uh, and they match they match the original one that I have. So that's that's a winner. Um, and that's part of the trick that the Romanian army gets. So, you know, historically, you can buy one howitzer for any army. Uh, one of the army special rules for Romania is that you know, because they were sort of more World War One orientated in their, their sort of structure, that they get given a free medium howitzer, um, just because, you know, World War One they relied on big, big artillery more than anything else. Um, so it lets the Romanians run too. But then there's a, another special rule for them, and it's called Axis Support. And because they were an ally of Germany, um, they have the option to spend points to buy a German unit. And there's a few you know, restrictions in there. Okay. But, but what I decided to do was buy a third medium howitzer, uh, so that I've got three of these guys. So it is just a proper old-school gun line. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to get into the the ins and outs of what a medium howitzer can do, but when they hit, they hit hard. Um, and having three of them is uh, is quite unusual um, to see on the battlefield within the format that we have, that the Scottish Open's been playing in, um, because it's a single platoon, and every single platoon is... Basically the same. You get you know zero to one machine gun teams, you know zero to six infantry units of whatever sort of flavor you've got, zero to one artillery pieces. But there's this quirk through the Romanians that I can put down three artillery pieces. So it's um, well, you know, quite a few bolt action players locally that listen to our podcast, so it's not really going to catch them by surprise now <laughs> if they listen to it. But it's uh, it should give them a good challenge. Another thing I managed to get painted was, and this is another bolt action German unit for myself. I can't really pronounce it. It's a Flak Panzer Coiline, and this was a, a German anti aircraft tank that was designed, but it was never built because it was done at the very end of the war. And it was based upon the um, Panther tank hull. That had like two heavy autocannon anti-aircraft guns in the turret instead of a of a main gun. And as I said, it was never ever produced. But uh, the guys from Warlord Games that make bolt action they produced a model for it, and they produced rules for it for use in the game. And oh look, I picked up two of them secondhand. You know, two or three years ago. Just because they were going cheap, and you know, I thought, oh, why not? Um, but then the rules eventually appeared for them, so I managed to get one of them painted up, just because it looks cool. Um, and it was nice to do do a little project that you know wasn't for an event or for you know any other purpose other than this is a cool looking tank, uh, and I'll use it during a fun game at some point in the future. So that's that's the bolt action related hobby. On the Blood Bowl side, I am balls deep into a high elf team. 
uh, I'm sure I've mentioned before, it was for, um, uh, what's his name, McNaughty69, or Mark, what's his dumb name now? Change his name. Hey, Mark. Ugh, yeah. Anyway, but he's, he's uh, gave me this team to do, and uh, it's predominantly white and orange, um, so there's two colours that are quite well together so the white's all done and the oranges started to take shape on the sort of um you know detail <coughs> of the armor so yeah really deep into that now and the black orc team that's been sort of bubbling away in the background i am now in the process of putting the transfers on on the models okay and oh, i'm sure you know many many episodes ago uh, I made mention that the customer wanted um, lion rampant, so it was predominantly yellow with uh, the sort of red Scottish lion rampant, um, which is the, the sort of other Scottish flag. And I sourced some transfers for them um, quite a while ago uh, from a sort of historical gaming manufacturer. Uh, you know, they used, used predominantly to put on shields and that sort of thing so i got them to make me a, a bespoke decal sheet uh, with lion rampants at four millimeter six millimeter eight millimeter and one centimeter in size just to cover all bases for all the different sort of you know uh, sizes of um, armor piece and flat surface i could get them on so it's been really good sort of seeing these guys take shape um so they're going to be off the table uh, by next episode. And this, I'll, I'll make sure to get some pictures up on the Two Guys One Dice Cup Facebook page for that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw a, I saw a picture of one of them on uh, that you sent in like a group chat, mm -hmm. um, and it's looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean that was that was a, a super. I think you've still got some stuff to do uh, oh, yeah. on those as well. Yeah, yeah, because as soon as the transfers are on. I just need to do some weathering on the armor itself, so the the sort of the chipping and the weathering will um will blend the transfer into the model further, and then varnish them just because the ah uh, the transfer still got that little bit of shine to it. Um, yeah, but the the varnish will make that disappear, and it's been it's been really good. I'm I'm gonna have to send pictures to. The, the company that did these transfers for me just so that they can see their product on a on a different sort of medium um yeah because their transfers are really good uh you know they're they've, they've held the image of the lion quite sharp um i've only had one fail but that's because i left it in the water for too long and it all started to, to disintegrate on the miniature that was my 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 fault completely um no, I'm impressed, I've, and, I've, and I've got a lot of them left, so I'm probably going to do another sort of similar style paint scheme on another team in the near future. Um, but look, hobby-wise, I'm I'm really chuffed. It's been good. Oh, oh, mate, the big thing, big thing that happened. I finally cracked it. I am sure in the past, I have threatened to um, gut my paint collection and just throw it all in the bin. I did it. Right. I actually did it. Shit. Yep, I binned about 80% of my paints. Um, just I went through them one day, sort of checking, you know, are you alive or dead? 
you know, all this, all this random dumb stuff that I've, I don't know where it came from, like fluorescent yellow paints and, you know, clear paints and just, you know, I'm just, I just... It's like, it's like that stuff you buy once to do one thing with, mm-hmm. and then you never, never use again after you've done that. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I just went proper scorched earth through my paint collection. Uh, and as I said, about 80% of them got the bin. And um, I replaced my core paint selection with one of the uh, Army Painter um, Mega Paint sets that I won at the World Team Championship. Okay. And yep, just replaced them all. Feels amazing. You know, I kept a lot of the... You know, there's a lot of favourite colours that I like to use from different ranges, mostly from, um, from Games Workshop and their... Or washes and glazes I've kept around. Their technical paints as well are still there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the other stuff, you know, as as you're going through, you've got like you know, I found like three wa flesh base. I'm like, oh, look, one of them was dead. One of them was half dead. It's like that thin it. Um, you know, Vallejo game color stuff. Uh, a lot of them are just dried up in the or you know. Not savable, so it's like just bin, just just get rid of it. So, um, yeah, it was a good, felt good, just to have this big flush out of of nonsense, um, and it's tidied up my area <coughs> quite a bit. So, yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. Hobby is strong, strong, strong hobby. Yep. What about you, mate? What's um? Been, um, you've been very productive. Uh, I've done some stuff. Um, what have I done? Um, okay, so I'm just trying to think what I've done since the last um, last time we were podcasting. Did I finish the NAF shield for Granite Bowl? I don't think you'd mentioned it, mate. I don't think you'd even started it. Oh, maybe not. Um, yeah, maybe not. So, um, I still had the little, you know, the, the metal NAF trophies. Um, I still had one of them from Granite Ball when it didn't happen uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with Granite Ball 4 taking place on the 15th of October this year, I needed to paint that. So, I cracked on and painted it. Um, and it's done in the can. Uh, I should. I suppose I should probably put photos of that up on the uh, the Facebook page. Um, so I did that. I painted a couple of uh, shields for, with freehand designs for uh, my sort of uh, shield wall, uh, which is just something I'm pulling together for uh, like ideas for designs and stuff like that um, for armies, and if any commissions come along where people are looking for that sort of thing. So I did a, a an orc uh, evil son's face and a, a forest goblin shield as well. Um, which I think came out pretty good for freehand. I really, really like them. Cheers. I thought you'd done um, really well. Freehand is something that I am not uh, overly proficient at, and seeing what you you what you've done with your with, and even better with shields that you had um, designed and three D printed yourself, that's pretty cool. Yes, 
Yeah, and I think the the, the shield thing. Um, so I mean, how the shields came about. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast before. Is I've got like quite a like a a big old old hammer army ready, um, but trying to source appropriate shields that look the business without paying through the nose for them is a pain in the arse. So I, I sat on Blender uh, for a couple of hours and came up with a couple of shields types and test printed them and printed them out. And um, the idea behind that was I'd have them good to go for myself, but also that I could sell them as well in my web store, um, uh, which is Granite Miniatures. Um, so that that kind of started off a little thing and then i started kind of playing with uh oh okay so i've got this wooden design which is quite nice it can quite easily be used uh with wood grain on it so it, it can be used for like wheat and chaff infantry um but uh, the blank shields i thought well maybe i could do some uh, nurgle designs on them so i started off quite quite simple with stuff and, and it came out quite nice it gave me a chance to to sort of start practicing a wee bit of freehand and then also do quite a bit of uh, sort of tests with weathering and stuff like that as well, mm-hmm. uh, with powders and oils. Uh, but then, like, that kind of grew into, well, okay, I could maybe do these, but then because it's a blank canvas, I could just do anything, you know, like even um, factions I've got no interest in, um, it's good to practice stuff. And because it's such a small area, um, the kind of circle, the paintable circle of the, the shield's about the same size as my thumbnail. Um, it it kind of it's a nice area constraints wise to give you, like I, I feel at least to give me practice on um, uh, brush control. Yep. Uh, because it's so small. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's been a good exercise in that, and I think it's something I, I'll keep doing um, and trying some new shit with, um, like stuff like uh, I've got another couple of goblin things I want to try out. Uh, I quite fancy doing some Bretonian style uh, fleur de lis and um, oh yeah, other stuff and empire eagles and all that you know that sort of shit you know like yeah. just just giving giving me options of visual things as reference points um which would be pretty cool and then i mean ultimately i'd like to be able to do some of these things on i in a bigger scale uh with uh um with more uh sort of scope on stuff like uh imperial knights and titans and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. um but yeah, f- fairly early doors on the old freehand front, but it's good to get the practice in. And I think they came out okay, um, and I enjoyed doing them as well. They don't take me too long to do either. They're deceptively uh, quick and a nice... Um, I think it's a nice relaxing thing. You know, like, you're just kind of giving it a... a but it's actually more like just kind of scribbling and drawing for me, you know, like on a <laughs> bit of paper. So it kind of... It's nice and relaxing. Uh, a nice easy um what's the, the palette cleanser between stuff yeah um as i said they look really good so hopefully you do get to share them around the internet a little bit more yeah the other thing I, i've started um was a commission um uh what another player in uh in scotland uh um wants a amazon team painted 
Um, so I've started his Amazon team. Uh, it's the Exit 23 Zenobian Zeniths Amazon team. Uh, so they're not... Well, they don't look like a traditional kind of Blood Bowl team, which is quite quite nice. In a, they, they kind of look more like a Tank Girl kind of sort of theme. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I quite I quite like them. Uh, they're they're a nice they're nice models to paint as well. So they're underway. I've uh, um, I've got got about twenty twenty seven models to paint in total. Uh, so it will take a wee bit of time with me working full time and stuff like that at yep. the moment. But um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying doing them as well. What um, colour scheme um, have you got? So we're going. Um, I had a chat with the the, the customer about this, uh, and uh, we both kind of landed on the same thing, which was to go very kind of desert and kind of khaki kind of colours. So um, you'd you'd understand if I if, if I showed you a picture of the models, yeah. uh, just kind of more uh, muted uh, than kind of bright, um, and it kind of goes more in the theme of, of how they actually look. I think. Uh, which is quite nice. And it'll be something a little bit different. It's something different to paint like that. I, I kind of guess if I was to describe it more visually, it's kind of more like uh, like a Cadian uh, Imperial Guards person gotcha. uh, but, than a Blood Bowl kind of team uh, without the guns, obviously. Oh, uh, so, makes, yeah. Makes sense to me. <clears throat> uh, so that, that's the extent of the painting, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think that's about it for me. Yeah. So the next, the next thing's the monies, 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 monies. Look, mate, I'll make this super easy for you. I spent a donut, zero. Big old zero. Big old zero. What I will say though, is that the Bolt Action World Team Championship uh, is next year in March, and some information started to to creep out about that, about the army creation process and, you know, what will be legal and what's not legal. And I am just waiting on a few other things confirming, and then I have two shopping baskets sitting with stuff ready to click buy. So if that transpires, then uh, the next episode could be very different for me for this section. <laughs> Very, very, oh. very different. Um, but before we get on to your money, one thing did arrive on my doorstep, though, that was expenditure from last year or maybe even the year before. It was my um, Kickstarter from Scale 75. Their, um, Which one was that? Oh, the books. The books, the mini PDF for gamers. That's right, yeah. yeah. So finally, good. finally arrived. Um Look, quality does look pretty good. The content looks pretty good and well laid out. I haven't managed to have the chance to um, to delve deep into them, but I can definitely see myself uh, referencing them for for some things. Because uh, I uh, must be because just because of you know age or habit, but I always prefer to have books open reference painting things than something on my you know laptop or ipad or, or that sort of stuff i like i like having you know 
it's almost like I like having the cookbook in the kitchen with me instead of referencing yeah. an electronic medium. Um, so I am I'm, I am happy to have them. You know, and the sort of titles it's scenery and terrain, war machines, soldiers and cavalry, vehicles and ships, troops and aliens, beasts and monsters, humanoid, and then basic painting techniques. So look, maybe the the first book on basic painting techniques. I'm not going to really spend too much time on. But, uh, you know, the other ones definitely look like they've got value. The one thing that I think they did quite well, or sort of quite cleverly, is the stretch goals. And they kept all their stretch goals really simple. You know, there's sort of little rulers with uh, colour theory charts. You know, they, they had a handful of small miniatures go out. Um, and when I got the box, I was a bit sort of, initially I was a bit underwhelmed. I was like, oh, it's just a sort of Ziploc bag with, with, with the stretch goals in it. But what it meant was that their stretch goals, as they got added on, it never, it looked like it would never have changed the original packaging or the original box okay. that, that the books were intended to go. So it didn't impact their um, delivery time or their plan. You know, yeah. obviously there were other factors that impacted their delivery time and you know, I'm on record on this podcast complaining about, you know, Kickstarters and how fucking forever they take to deliver. Um and why I would never back one. <laughs> Which, you know, whatever. <laughs> Contradict myself there. Um But it it reminded me of something else that I had read and that was the um the issues behind Oh, who's that ex-GW painter that brought out his own paint range? Duncan. Duncan. Duncan Rhodes, is it? Mr. Two, yeah, Two Thin Coats. Aye, Two Thin Coats. Because um, I hadn't heard much about that that one, and I, I had thought about backing it, but I decided, you know, I had enough paints at that point. Um, but I went to read some of the information that had been fed out. I don't know, if did you ever look back on it, or you never backed it, did you? No, I never backed. I've got paid whatever. So, so yeah, but I've never looked back at the Kickstarter either. Are the comments worth reading? Um, well, it's not so much the comments. I wasn't sort of wanting to to read about somebody's misfortune. Um, but what I did read was the sort of the main response from whoever organised it, and you know, admitting all the mistakes and issues that they had. And did you know that they actually ended up having to buy? machines to bottle the paints themselves. Did you know that? Uh, no. I I assumed that they, they might be doing that anyway because uh, I got the impression that the that was on the cards, but no, I didn't I, I wasn't aware. It, it no. was mad just reading it back and, you know, because <clears throat> however his paint system works or however the box, that you know, whatever the pro- end product was that, you know, because of the different, if I've read this correctly, because of the different viscosities of paints going into the um, going into the bottles, that you know some companies didn't want to do that, you know, or they couldn't do it for the price that you know was arranged or prearranged or whatever. So they had to sort mm-hmm. of scale it back and and bottle it themselves. And you know, one of the the things they said they 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 prized themselves upon was making sure that they had product that was um all from the uk just to to 
eliminate any issues of you know import export that sort of stuff but what they said they had completely sort of overlooked was the fact that some of their suppliers would rely upon Europe for parts for things that they were making which then you know obviously led to more delays um you know so I think it only just started shipping like a month or two months ago remember recording yeah yeah start start of September actually mm-hmm. um so when it started shipping, so yeah. I'm just having a quick uh, squids back. There's a fucking massive update that I'm going to read, I guess. Yeah, at some point. It's probably the, the update I read, but um, yeah. As I was reading at it, reading it, and again they said about the stretch goals and all the things they added, and all the things they added had to adjust the packaging, which then adjusted the weight, which then adjusted the prices, and just reading it, it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot of stuff that you know didn't sort of go your way to make this easy um, and then when I look back at the scale 75, the books and the the, the, the stretch goals, I'm like yep, you guys must have thought about this and kept it controlled and it's like yep, cool, no worries um, yeah but it was just it was just nice to have something delivered that I um, felt like I didn't pay for <laughs> which I did but I did I didn't pay yeah. for this calendar year. <coughs> true. true. That is true. Yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I was zero. Mm-hmm. And I now have to guess you. It's only yes. been a handful of weeks. But I have... But we, we both know that I could spend lots of a handful yes. of weeks. yes. So I am going to throw out a hundred and forty-two pounds. A lot less than that. Oh, um, eighty. Less. Sixty-five. It's less than that, and that was your third, uh, third that, guess that as well. So, I I've been reasonably good this month. I've only bought one thing. Mm-hmm. And that was a slightly incomplete Marauder Giant mm-hmm. for £55. Pounds. Oh, yeah! Well done. So that's you got two of them now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I, I just saw it on uh, Old Hammer Community or whatever, and it was a really good price. Like I've seen them go for... Um, well, I've, I've seen two go on eBay in the last couple of days for sort of 78, 80 quid uh, in the same condition. Um, so happy enough to have got um, got one for exactly uh, exactly that. Uh, well, fifty five quid. Um, not that I needed another one, but uh, yeah, fuck, yeah, why not? Why not? If you got the money there, just do it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I I don't really. I've been kind of uh, paused on buying stuff um, while I try and work out what I actually need um, for my old timer army. So uh, I've been kind of going through that today. I, I said uh, yourself, Gordon and Ross, in our uh, in our group chat uh, visuals of what I'd managed to amass so far and. Mm-hmm. Um, what I and that helped me kind of work out what I need in different places as well. So there's probably there's probably more stuff to come. 
uh, for sure. Um, I haven't bought any new stuff this month at all. Um, there's been nothing that's uh, overly grabbed me in uh, any uh, any new releases. Um, I think, like if I, I, I've also been trying to control how much I'm spending in general. Um, because the the plastic and lead piles are are growing ever bigger. I, uh, yep. I'm. But, um, yep. Yeah, like I I really like the League of Votan stuff. The new the new squats. Um, I think they look pretty cool. But like, am I gonna buy a, another army just to have it sit on the shelf for fucking three or four years before I get around to paint that? No, is the answer to that yep. question. Um, you see, so, yeah. it's it's weird that that's, you know, when I spoke about the baskets, I've got online ready to to click buy. Should you know things go the way I think they're going to go with the World Team Championship pack, and then mm-hmm. within reach of my arm, I can see a brand new inbox from Warlord Games, two German trucks, three German tanks. Uh, a Jag Tiger, which is a bigger German tank, uh, two Universal Carriers, and what the fuck is that thing? Some sort of German half-track thing. And that's just what I can touch. Then right beside it, 3D printed, is nine resin um, Polish cavalry, about 20 infantry, and another truck. Above that, there are four Sherman tanks. <coughs> another thing that I bought Last month I can't talk about because it's for another tournament coming up. Um, <laughs> and that's just there. And I just looked around the corner and like I have literally got, you know, six or seven hundred pounds worth of bolt action product box that I've either picked up, a, you know, if it's been on, <clears throat> on a discount for, yeah. you know, for that sort of future project, or I've won it as part of prizes, you know, so you know, I'm, fuck, I'm, I'm, there's no point pulling back, I'm a pretty good ball action player, so whenever I go to an event I'm usually sort of going to pick up a prize for something, if it's best painted or if it's for sort of finishing on the podium you know, so all that sort of stuff piles up uh, I just spotted another whole army that I bought um, you know, a while back that in, and then I'm looking at this new event coming up, it's like I don't actually have the models I want to take. I'll need to buy more, more. Click buy, click buy. It's like fuck, stop it. Yeah, stop it. It gets it. it gets silly, you know. Like I, I mean, I've got loads of stuff um, that's unpainted, um, but I mean, I feel like I've made more inroads into it in the last couple of years than I than I have done in, in the past. Uh-huh. I've also shifted on some stuff that I'm quite clearly never gonna. Uh, get round to doing or having painted at all yeah. um but that's the, that's, I mean, the, that's I think, the thing though i've i've shifted on stuff as well i've, I've, yeah. I've moved on whole boxes of product that i'm not going to use but i've still got I more think there's a few there's a few things that are, are likely to come out that I, I will buy you know like the amazon team blood bowl team when it comes out mm-hmm. uh, i'll buy that for sure um and then uh like I see the odd uh, Warhammer Underworlds uh, warband that I quite like the look of and that sort of stuff. There's a few other things uh, floating around that I, I quite fancy. Mm. I just, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to kind of 
get through some stuff before I, I buy some more at the moment, I think. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm no doubt uh, completely blown the wad on shit next <laughs> next time we speak. Yeah. So. Oh, look, mate, uh, I, I'm, I'm, like... I'm expecting the same. I'm Anyway, I'm expecting the same. Fucking money. Let's get away from money and soldiers and let's talk about it. Let's um, let's hit the rookie coaches literally, up. Rookie coaches, yeah. <clears throat> let's talk about this slan. Yeah, I think that it's definitely my turn to talk uh, talk through the team this time round. Um, uh, absolutely. Um, you know our our traditional yeah. intro into yes. the rookie coaches section, um, which is always section three of our podcast. Uh, as you all know, myself and Phil, we um put together two rosters. One is the a league roster for I like to use a thousand gold pieces, but um you know t- TV one thousand uh, is the other sort of language of saying it. So we put together a league roster. Uh, and then we discuss that, and then we also put together a tournament roster um, for the team we're talking about. And we always base our tournament rosters upon uh, whatever the the sort of the next or most um, uh, lost the words whatever the next NAF championship to run is. So the yes. next NAF championship will be in two thousand twenty three. So we're going to conform to their player pack, and the player pack for that is that it's a TV one one five zero to create mm-hmm. your teams. Then there's a tiering system, so tier one teams get access to seven primary skills, tier two teams get access to six primary skills and one secondary skill, and then the other tiers. You know what? I can't even remember what they get, but. Uh, this, this, it's just one more tier. I can't remember one. what they get either. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's only the designated stunty teams that can access any star players. And then it's just zero to one star players. Uh, yes. The fun thing about the rookie coaches section, and I'm sure our regular listeners will know, is that um, myself and Phil, we create these rosters independently of each other. We then present them to one another. You get the live reaction, which is usually mm, look warm <laughs> at best. Um, <laughs> but we also talk about uh, sort of skills and progression for the league, and we talk through the skills that we would choose for our tournament rosters. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, though, the very very first thing we do is we talk through the different positionals. And Phil, you are right. You've got the honours. My turn. Yeah, so um, first up, we've got 0 to 16 linemen. Um, Sorry. I don't know why we call them linemen. Sorry, Phil, I'll jump in go. here. Is Where can players find these stats? Oh, yeah. Hi. Um, so the, these stats are readily available on uh, Fumble and also on uh, the NAF uh, site as well. Um, the... Uh, you might need to go dig in for them on on the NAF site, but they're quite uh, quite easily found in the help section and the fumble site uh, if you need them. Um, we could maybe put uh, links up to them in yeah. the uh, show notes. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there, um, Phil, but usually we would say what page number or or what. Um, yeah, they're not. Probably, yeah. They're obviously not in the rulebook for that reason. Uh, they're a NAF. Uh, a generated team um 
which uh, I mean, they, they did used to uh, kick around in GW stuff in uh, second edition back in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, but um, yeah, they haven't been around since then, uh, legitimately, really, um, as part of the GW setup. Um, okay, so back to the team. Uh, so we've got zero to sixteen line men. Uh, I don't know why the NAF didn't call them line frogs, but that's beside the point. Uh, movement six, strength three, AG three plus. Passing 4+, plus, AV 9+, plus, with skills being pogo stick and very long legs. Uh, they've got access to general and uh, on an, um, primary, uh, and then secondary access is agility and strength. And they have a price of 60k. Um, next up, 0 to 4 catchers. Move 7, strength 2, agility 2+, plus, uh, passing 4+, plus, armor value 8+. Plus. Skills that they come with are pogo stick, very long legs, and diving catch. They get general and agility on primary and strength and passing on secondary and cost 80k each. Um, then you have 0 to 4 blitzers, and they are movement 7, strength 3, agility 3 plus, passing 4 plus, armor value 9 plus. They come with pogo stick, very long legs. Jump up and diving tackle, and they get general agility and strength on primary and um, passing on secondary, and they're 110k. And then after that, we get the Croxagor. Again, why they couldn't just call it a Croxagor, I don't know. <laughs> um, movement six, strength five, agility five plus, no passing stat. AV ten plus, and they have boner. Uh, sorry, boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why wow. they do have a boner? Uh, they've got bonehead. <laughs> loner, <laughs> loner four plus. It's because bone bonehead and loner are right next to each other, and I was reading reading ahead of myself. Yeah, sure. Then they've got a mighty blow <laughs> to make that even more hilarious. Uh, Prehead cell tail and thick skull. <laughs> and they've got strength access on primary and then general and agility on secondary. <laughs> they cost 140k. Uh, Rerolls wise, they, it's 50k for a reroll. Um, they are tier two as far as everybody's concerned. And they come with the Lustrian Super League special rules and they have access to an apothecary. Shazam. There's, it's really hard to follow Boner, um, Boner. Or, or as you were saying, Bloner. <laughs> Bloner. Bloner. Bloner uh, is an interesting skill. Um, yep. Anyway, so... Uh, I suppose, should we, should we talk about pogo stick and very long legs? Yeah, uh, it's important that the listeners understand the impact um, that they've got. Yeah, so... So they used to just have Leap on the old NAF roster for Blood Bowl 2016, but uh, because Leap took a bit of a nerf uh, and frogs are supposed to be really good at uh, jumping around, um, I think the decision was made to kind of combine pogo stick um, and uh, very long legs to kind of keep them where they were. Um, so pogo stick, um, that allows you to 
to leap uh, over any single adjacent square, including unoccupied squares and squares occupied by standing players. Um, but also, um, you can jump over prone or stunned players. Um, blah, blah, blah. Ignore any negative modifiers that would normally be applied for being marked in the square they're jumping, uh, they jumped or leaped from and or from being marked in the square they have jumped or leaped into. Now, that's an important one because uh, uh, it just means you're taking a base agility test mm -hmm. uh, for that. Um, and that kind of keeps it roughly where uh, Thiggy was. Uh, but very long legs helps again there um, because, um, uh, well, you also get it, the first part doesn't make any difference because it, it kind of counteracts what was in Pogo Stick. Um, but the second part gives you a plus two modifier to any attempts to interfere with passes, and they ignore the Cloud Burster skill as well. Um, so it's some, some weird interactions. I think it just makes them effectively, it just makes them like they were on the previous uh, um, uh, rules. Yeah. That that's that's the rough the rough gist of it. Yeah. Um. But they're they're an interesting team, right? So do you, do you want to talk us through your TV eleven hundred? No, TV one thousand. Sorry. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk Oscar. league league first, and I'm going to go on the record right now, and um, I don't like Slan. The this boiled frogs <laughs> episode was really tough to prep for, um, just that the slan don't they don't lean into the way I would play or I like to play Blood Bowl. So yeah. So this is just the land of compromise. Um so anyway, enough moaning league team. I went for two blitzers. I went for two catchers and seven linemen. Okay. And four re-rolls and that clears out a perfect million okay and I will. Uh, and I have to say that I actually started with the re-rolls first because with with the emphasis being on you know I'm, I, I keep referring to it as leaping in my head but you know with Pogo Pogo sticking very long legs just when I say leap, I mean the combination of those two skills. Um, with that being such an integral part of the way the slan move around, uh, all I can see is fail. And you know, none of the uh, none of the pieces start with block, and you're going to you're you're going to be rolling blocks because you know you want to take people out. Um, and when you don't have block. Again, there's just more failure waiting to happen. So four rerolls for me had to be it. Um, and then the, the cost, <coughs> the blitzers are so expensive to not come with block to start with. I get it that they're expensive because of the unique way they can move, the good armor that they've got, the good movement that they've got, and primary skill access being general agility and strength you can make some real killer slant blitzers once the the um 
star player points start to come in, but to get them there, I I just I thought four rerolls was enough. Right, it was needed. Um, and then also needing the two catchers to to have your um, scoring pieces. Uh, it, it was a tough tough league roster to put together. For for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've gone slightly differently from you. Um uh I I don't like the, the blitzers. Mm-hmm. Um I have a I don't so I, I've gone one blitzer, four catchers, six linemen, four rerolls, right. and one dedicated fan. Uh coming in again at TV, one million. Okay. Now, the reason I've gone that route is because Blitzers, so you're going to rack up pretty much all your SPP on the catchers. Um, you might get the odd um, casualty or something like that with a Blitzer, uh, but I don't think you're going to go out your way to score with them uh, as much. Um, so I don't think they gather enough SPP quick enough to lean into the things that you might want to give them skill wise mm-hmm. um, I would probably um, yeah I mean I think with the catchers because they are the stars of the team I mean they've got the um, the ability to to be in your backfield um like the way I see them is they're like a cross between a gutter and a war dancer. They're really annoying. Um, so although they've got the lowest strength, yeah. they add to means you're leaping over lines on a two up, uh, and then escaping on a two up. Um, you can leap into cages um, easy enough. Um, you can pick a ball up in a tackle zone on a three up and and leap away at a two up uh, or dodge away at a two up. You know, just just uh, they've got all sorts of shit going on for them, um, and they're not far off being lodgers given how quickly you can kill them up um, because of the amount of points you're putting on them. Um, oh, I I I don't disagree I think... with anything you've said there at all. I think I agree with you on rerolls. They're like vamps. Uh, the stuff that you want them not to fuck up, you need loads of rerolls for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you've got to play that kind of uh, tightrope as to whether you uh, do jump or or don't jump based on what you're doing. And because it uh, pogo sticks on and very long legs are on everything bar the croxagor, you kind of get lulled into this. Uh, Sort of oh maybe I could just leap over the top and it's it's only a three up, uh for the linemen and the blitzers, and that's where you're gonna end up sucking re rolls out um quickly uh, if if you if you go down that route so having I think having four is a good a good thing yeah like both of it, both of us have gone with four for a, a good reason yeah um yeah. And I think the hint and this might sound a bit silly but the hint is there when the re roll is fifty thousand. Yes, that's, that's like your basement level cost for a reroll, um, and they're that price for a reason because you need them 
you need mul multiples of um, to make this this, this team stick in the early stages. Because <coughs> we always, you know, during our rookie coaches section when we're talking about league teams, we always, at some point, mostly you talk about bloat, TV bloat, and at some point when the skills start to arrive within the team, one of those rerolls should fall away. So I'll kind of cut in just there because I had a conversation with somebody after our our last episode mm -hmm. when I mentioned uh, cutting rerolls during the season. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, so I checked this afterwards uh, as well, so not apparently, it is actual fact. <laughs> uh, for some uh, bullshit reason, GW have decided that you can't cut rerolls. It's in the, uh, the Mayorata. Uh, you can't cut rerolls during a season. So you ha the only time you can adjust the rerolls that you've got um, are uh, is um, at um, the end of a season when you're doing your redraft <sighs> or at the start of a season, which is complete bullshit because you can fucking buy rerolls for twice the cost uh, during a season. So why shouldn't you be able to cut one during a season as well? Nonsense. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me, but them's the rules uh, so thanks uh, to adam archer for pointing that out uh, uh, games workshop you know yeah i don't necessarily agree with it but that's the them's the rules so but yeah if you were coming to a redraft situation uh and your team had scaled up quite nicely and you had dodging all your catchers blah 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 uh yes i would consider dropping down to maybe three re-rolls in the redraft to to make sure i retained a couple of more players or, mm -hmm. or what have you because that's that's just the way that works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I see. I know what you're getting at. If I was to house rule a league uh, specifically, so you can't, um, so you can cut rerolls. Uh, I would suggest doing that during the season. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Yeah. And then um, uh, I noticed neither of us went with the Crocs. Oh, it's league too expensive you just can't justify it. and I, I think I would go through the entire league and never have one I I would have one it's my second purchase yeah yeah I, I'm like I say I don't really rate the blitzers much um, so I would be quite happy taking an apple as a first purchase and then saving up for the crocs um, for me, it would assume, assuming my catchers don't die and I have to replace them. For me, it would be Apple, and then another catcher, mm -hmm. and then probably yeah. another catcher after that. Go the four catchers, um, and then yeah. start to drop. I'd want to keep a bench of twelve or thirteen players, though. Just, yeah. just because they're going to be, you know, disappearing when they fail things, um. So keeping a bench of 12 to 13 players. Uh, but yeah, the ideal goal would be to end up with two blitzers, four catchers, and then... Um, fuck, what's my maths? Six linemen. Yeah. I think that, that gives you 12. I yeah. think um, for me, I mean, the cro the Croxagore, I mean, it's exactly the same as the one that's in uh, um, the Lizardman team, mm -hmm. except... Uh, is there a difference with two seconds? 
just looking through the rule book motherfucking rule book yeah um there isn't a difference they're exactly the same um so um crocs is still one of the best big guys in the in the game um i think it does absorb a fair amount of uh, punishment that is normally a um, meted out to the the lineman in this instance as well uh so I think it's a useful player to have. Plus, it gives you the mighty blow, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. For I guess uh, for my development of my blitzers, I would be going for um, you know block block mighty blow. I'd I'd be making yeah. two killer blitzers. The yeah, I think I would go slightly different um, on the blitzer. In that I would probably use that the but because of the way my team's set up, I understand the, you go and kill her in your route mm-hmm. because uh, you you'll have two of them. But the, because of the way mine's set up, I think I would use mine as a as a sweeper. Yep. Um, not wrestle though. Go and block, tackle, strip ball uh, for them. Um, just to, as somebody who can uh, kind of take down. Uh, Blodgers in the backfield, um, but also something you could do a tactical blitz, uh, like on defense or offense as well. Um, what, what sort of skills are, uh, skill routes have you gone with things? So we've, we've talked about blitzer there. <clears throat> yep. What about catchers? Uh, catchers are very much a dodge sidestep situation for me. Okay. I, I think I would go. Yeah. I was just think I want things that will um, keep them keep them on their feet. So dodge sidestep, uh, and um, sure hands. Okay. And again, I think I sorry sure hands for me uh, is another one of those skills that comes into a team to help one to help the fourth reroll disappear. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably. I think I would probably have one catcher on the team at any one time that had uh, sure hands, I think. Mm-hmm. But the majority of mine, I would go block, dodge, or no, sorry, dodge, block, because so, they're mostly going to be doing dodging, and if they're taking hits, you're not, you're overexposing them, I guess. Um, dodge first, then block, and then sidestep uh, after that. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, I would definitely go with one with having dodge first, then sure hands, then block, and use that one to cycle the ball forward to the other ones. Um, how about linemen? I struggled to decide what sort of path to go down. Um, you know, is it just a matter of getting some sort of block and wrestle pieces uh, to help make holes for the catchers and the blitzers to go through? Um, that was the only sort of real idea I got for them. Uh, I, 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 as I said, I struggled with this team. I, I couldn't see the full picture. I just saw parts of it. I saw how the, I wanted the blitzers to be. I can see how I want my catchers to be, but I'm just, I, I cannot see how the linemen um, are part of that, and I'm, I'm hoping yeah. we can fill that gap a little bit. For the, for the so I think I would yeah, I think I would go on a couple of them at least. I'd go with the kind of wrestle fend route. Um, I think 
a couple I would go with uh, with Block and Fend. Um, I think Fend would be really annoying on this team as well. Uh, allows you to kind of make more scope on where you're going. And I think I would have one with Kick uh-huh. for sure as its first skill because Kick and having all that leap and uh, two pluses is really dangerous. Uh, I think it's it's got massive value in a team like this. You could boot it long field and then have four of your uh, four catchers uh, in the backfield, and then a couple of and then jump in linemen over the top um, to capitalize on a failed uh, pickup or what have you and screening. Uh, you can do that and to great effect with this team. I think so. Kick kicks a. Um, a big one. Um, I was torn as to whether to chuck dirty player on one or not. Um, see, because I, I know that's I think, something that we often yeah. talk about, but I just see the slan lineman as being. <laughs> this is going to sound quite funny, but above that sort of thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think I would if I was running thirteen players, I would take uh, a dirty player lineman. Um. But on 12, given the fact that, like you say, you're jumping over shit all the time, uh, your uh, catchers are quite squishy, I think I would be reluctant to uh, to run a dirty player because mm-hmm. I'd feel like, uh, like if, if I go down players, I'm not likely to use it at all. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's, it might happen at some point. I definitely wouldn't be doing any random skill selections at all. No, uh, on them. No, they're they're um, too they're too focused a team to be yeah. doing sort of crazy stuff like that. And I think uh, with the Crocs, if I was if I had a longer league, um, I think I would save up for Block once I'd bought it. Uh, if it was a shorter league, I think I would just take Brawler or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then guard if I got that far with it, and it would be the first thing I would cut in a redraft as well. Yeah, um, to get rid of 140k. So, um, because you can always buy it back. Um, yeah. but I I don't think I would ever go above the one blitzer. Um, myself. Mm-hmm. No, I'd be happy sticking I might, with the two in a league. Yeah, I definitely would never run a team with four of them. No, couldn't do it. Uh, no, could not I just, do it. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Jump up and dive and tackle are both pretty cool skills to have. Jump up in particular um, is useful um, in some uh, circumstances, um, especially if you've overcommitted and got knocked down. And dive and tackle is a pain in the arse. But in order to make that work. You kind of need to get things like block and dodge and sidestep and stuff like that, um, so you don't get pushed off uh, and knocked down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you're getting the uh, the money, uh, uh, sorry, the SPP to to do that and to to get end up with three skills. You know, I think you'd be lucky to hit two on a on a blitzer. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. I'd, having four of them would just be. I mean, it increases your chances of getting an MVP on one, I guess, if you've got four of them. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, they're too expensive. One hundred and ten k as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's they don't really do it for me. There are very few positionals out there where I'm literally like, do I even really need to take this? You know, like, I, I say I've, I've I've included one in my roster, but uh, I could quite happily not have one. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. for me, it just wouldn't feel right to not have. A couple of blitzes yeah. in the team, but that's uh, you know, maybe part of the problem of my sort of closed-minded thinking on Blood Bowl, which is why I struggled with this team. But um, I think that they play completely out with my comfort zone because I'm I'm like more of a measured, concise, um, like um, patient mm-hmm. playing player. Um, Whereas uh, I think this team, you really need to lean into uh, the Mickey Mouse bullshit mm-hmm. uh, to get them to work. Yep. So uh, on to NAF rosters. Yeah. So what have you got uh, on yours? Yeah, so with a bit more money to spend, uh, I decided to splash out on the Croc score. Uh, I splashed cash on mm-hmm. three blitzers. Two catchers and one, two, three, four, five, six linos, three rerolls, and one um is that one assistant coach. And that went clean out at one one five oh. Okay. Right. Yep. I've got I've got different again. That that's good. Different's um, good. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my roster is the same as my league roster, but with an added Croxagor and um, drop the dedicated fan and take a, an assistant coach and a cheerleader. So it's one Crox, one Blitzer, four catchers, six linemen, four rerolls, ass coach, and a cheerleader for 115. Mm. Oh, my gut feeling says yours is better, but let's let's dig into that. I'm interested. In, I'm interested in the th- uh, where your skills are going. Uh, what, what have you What have you put your skills on? Um, well, the rookie coaches should, and what the rookie coaches should remember. So, Slan are classified as tier two um, at the NAF Championships 2023. So they get access to six primary yep. and one secondary should they want it. And that that secondary goes straight to the Crocs Gore for block. There's no um, okay. ifs and buts about that. Then cruising down, uh, so I've got three blitzers. I have given one of them guard, one of them block, and the other one has got dodge. And then the two catchers, one gets dodge, one gets sidestep. And then I felt there was a need um, for some sort of sweeper. Uh, so I've got one of the linemen who has got strip ball, and he would also act as a um, backup suicide cage diver. Okay. And the cage diver would back up with... Um, Sorry, would work work in tandem with the guard. Who would also be diving into a cage. You've got 
Yeah, so you've got block on your crocs. Yep. I've got one one blitzer um, with block, one blitzer with dodge, and another blitzer with guard. So mm -hmm. the, and then and then two catchers, one with dodge, one with sidestep, and then one lineman with strip ball. Six. Okay. Okay. I don't dislike that. Mm -hmm. I think there's some. But yours is kind of like mine. Um, but mine is does it a slightly different way. Yep. I don't think either's. I think yours uses the best of what you've got, so they work. They work in a similar way. Well, let's let's, um, let's hear your skills. I've I've gone with brawler on the crops. Mm -hmm. Um, I've taken block on on my blitzer. Mm -hmm. uh, for the the catchers, I have taken. Um, so two. Um, two um two dodge. Mm -hmm. Um, one uh, guard. So that's, that's, that's me your, up that's to your, five that's your skills. secondary. That's, that's my secondary, yep. So that's me up to five skills. And then on the lineman, I have taken one with uh, uh, wrestle and one with uh, kick. Right, so you've taken those ancillary skills that we spoke about with kick. That's when you explained that theory in the league section, so that stands. <laughs> Um, yeah. my um, you see, my biggest fear is your guy with guard strength to just getting his face punched to fuck early on. Yeah, he's two plus to get into a cage, though. 100%. Yep, you know, he's two plus to get into a cage. Your cage diver comes in, you know, pops the ball or does something, you know, exciting. Then, you know, if you're not scoring straight after that, your opponent's got a turn where your your guarder is in there, and he's just going to get absolutely throttled. That is true. Um, and, and, and look, a hundred percent, that would happen to a strength three player. But would you rather it happen to a strength player, strength three player with AV nine plus, or a strength two player with AV eight plus? Oh yeah, no, no, totally. I think, um, I think there's, a, there's, there's a, the way I do, I would do it would be there would be a time and a place for that. I'm not going to be doing it every turn, and I'm only going to be doing it if I think I can score in the next step of whatever is happening in my turn. Uh, so it is an all or, or nothing kind of route there. Uh, yes, that won't. Um, won't happen every time. Um, but I've gone with four rerolls, remember. So um I've got a lot a tiny bit more of a safety net on that. I've got the reroll for a pickup or a handoff as well. So or even like all all three if if it was a game winning kind of move. Um I quite I quite like the strip ball on your ones. Um, I did toy with the idea of strip ball instead of guard, 
uh, but I kind of felt like I wanted a guard one in there. Um, but I, I didn't want to, because I've not taken as many blitzers. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to um, drop um, what do you call it? Um, drop the guard on him. Uh, I'd rather have block on him. I think. Yep. Because he, he would probably be my, my main blitzer most of the time. Uh, he'd be the one who'd be making the one blitz uh, on a player. Mm-hmm. That would be my thought uh, process with that. And then the wrestle guys there as a cage diver um, or a, just a sweeper in the backfield as well. Yeah. And then obviously my cage yeah. guys doing what I explained earlier on. I agree with all of that. I, I do, I do like the way you've kind of set yours up, though. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not adverse to uh, your roster as well. I think I might have gone with two blitzers rather than three. But um, when I was putting, when I was putting yeah. together the tournament roster for Slan, all I could think about, I, I was grasping for. Sort of um, any sort of similar experience that I would have had, and everything I kept coming back to was uh, Skaven. I played Skaven for quite a while, and having strength to gut runners and just watching them get absolutely horsed to death if they were out of position or getting caught. And I always had this desire to have more Skaven blitzers because I like Skaven blitzers. I thought they were they're good. They had good skill access and, you know, they were good pieces. But you were only ever limited to two. Um, and so when I looked at this, I was like, I am going to have more blitzers than catchers and keep that strength to sort of issue as slow as possible. Um, that was my thinking on having the three blitzers mm. and two catchers. As opposed to, you know, I think, I think you've, on you go, sorry. Yeah, I think you've touched on that comment uh, there that I agree with as well. I think, like, you, you can kind of look at this land a bit like a Skaven team as well, but like a shit Skaven team. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, they don't have quite, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have quite the, the insta skill that the, the good Skaven players have. Like obviously the gut runners all come with dodge, so they instantly become bludgers if you want, or you can chuck strip ball on one uh, because you know um, it's gonna work uh, sometimes. Um, and the blitzers, you've already got block on mm-hmm. them, uh, so you you don't need to kind of worry so much. You can start put guard on or mighty blow on or tackle on or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think. I they're a diff, they're a difficult team. I I guess I I can see why you put block on the Crocs, but um I I, I in my in the way I I've got mine set up. I'm happy with Brawler. You know, just given the option of rerolling that one uh one dice uh, if it's a both down, I think it's probably enough for me for the way I would play the Crocs, but. Block, block definitely makes it more reliable, no oh, well, questions. You, um, um, you always sort of consider that your opponent is just going to feed the Croxagore or something to keep it occupied. 
you know, for as long as possible. And and if you've yeah. got block, and obviously we've got mighty blow, um, and prehensile tail, so we can uh, we won't be as occupied for long with it, and you have to feed us something else. So, you know, however the play develops and within the game, you know, if that croxagor can be, you know, punching out, you know, a couple of players uh, a drive, that would be you know a bonus, um, to happen. Yeah, because no, I think I think if I was going down your route, block block's definitely the right the right skill. That's your the best place of uh, for putting that uh, secondary skill as well. Uh, because I was kind of forced around taking poor man's block uh, for um, because I needed to take the secondary on the, yeah. the catcher uh, with the guard. Yeah. But but yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of. Uh, I I think uh, like obviously block block helps you if you're parking prehensile tail on somebody. Uh, block helps you prevent getting the old uh, two dice uphill push away sort of shenanigans yep. um, against you. So yeah, it's uh, it's worth it's worth it. Uh, I think in your in your setup. Yeah, but as as we both. Um, how many catchers did two, you have again? Two catchers, one with dodge, one with sidestep. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's a a way to drop a to drop a blitzer and go up to three catchers. Um, <laughs> there's probably a roster in there, a pipe hybrid of what what both mm-hmm. of us have chosen that, that might be work good as well. You know, it's uh, yeah, um, but it's. Like yeah. I think this is this isn't the slan are not an easy team <clears throat> to to pick up and play. I mean, for sure no. there's enjoyment if you're got that sort of chaotic mentality in you. Um but I think for for the rookie coaches that listen to us that are trying to develop and get better I would actually ask you to stay away from Slan for a little while. I think they're a rabbit hole that if you go down you might lose your way a bit in terms of your sort of core tactics and how you play Blood Bowl, just because all of a sudden, and I think you you said it earlier, is that because you've got pogo stick and very long legs, and you'll you'll start just leaping and jumping all over the place because you can, and then it's just yeah. So I think yeah, I agree. Um. I think I think the the one the one kind of thing I would say in that it it might help somebody improve their positioning game. Uh and in terms of their positioning game, I mean what I mean by that is um positioning for things like a tactical mm-hmm. strike. So knowing where you need to have players in order to make the most impact when you do do something like a cage dive. I think they're Probably the best cage diving team in the in Without the thing now. Um, with uh, with else having had their uh, cage diving nerfed a little bit, um, so positioning is important in terms of making sure whatever corners of cages you need to mark are marked. Um, making sure your other catchers are in appropriate places to recover the ball and then potentially hand off and score. 
making sure you've covered eventualities in case your cage dive fails, that sort of shit. You know, like I think it's good. It, they're a good team for improving your that ability. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There's they're not an easy team, and you'd need to have a basic understanding of positioning in the first place. I think to to get more yeah. out of that. I think they're definitely an intermediate team. Uh, they're not be- they're not overly beginner friendly unless you like batshit crazy stuff and don't don't uh, expect to win yeah. early. I, th- I think the um, coaches will have picked that up so, not just because we're saying it, but just because of the hesitancy that both you and I have um, have had by putting these rosters together. You know, if there's if there are listeners yeah. that have stayed with us for the you know now thirty episodes, two and a half years. Um, they'll have heard us talk about the teams we like, the teams we actually dislike, but you know, very it's very rare that we come across a team that we struggle to work to work with, and this land definitely fall into that category. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've played against them with various different teams, and you know, I've lost big to Slan because all their Slan magic paid off. You know, they just leapt everywhere and just picked up balls. And it was just, you know, all of a sudden, so especially by Bosch, and I've lost 3-1. And you just look down at it and think, I'm not quite sure what happened. But on the flip side of that, when the slan magic absolutely falls flat in its face, it's frog's leg soup everywhere. You're just splatting guys, and, you know, your casualty count's enormous, there's dead catchers everywhere, and you're thinking, slan are rubbish. But uh, they're not for me. Yeah. I I think I mean I I've played against them a fair amount. Um, I'm not sure there used to be a thing on the NAF uh, that showed you ah the grid thing. I was going to say I, I think I've maybe only played them in a t- against them in a tournament once, <laughs> and I won that. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, oh no, played I've actually played them more. <laughs> More, more, more than I thought I had. I've played against Slan uh, two, three, four times, and have a three-one-zero record against. There them. you go. So I, I know how to shut mm-hmm. them down. Um, and that was with um, what teams that I played them with? Uh, I've played them uh, twice. With lizard men, once with necro, and once with Nurgle. Uh, the draw was a, was one of the lizard men games. Yep. Uh, but I've also played them quite a bit in, against them quite a bit in the league as well. Because remember, yes. Hipster Potter had them. I remember. Um, in the league lineman. Um, and I played a fair number of games against them in that as well. So yep. I think. He definitely. I'm sure he beat me. Beat me once, maybe. Um, but um, I think he. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe he did. I, well, I can't remember. But yeah, I, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed playing against them uh, quite a lot as well. Uh, it's always a fun game uh, with somebody who's willing to. Uh, to as we're talking about tournaments. The other thing we do traditionally now, once we've spoken about all the rosters and skills and development, is um, the Slan's ability to win a tournament out of 10. 10 being 
nailed on victors always going to win and one being shithouse. I am going to go out there first and nail these guys as a five. I th I think if you were a very competent coach and you uh, had a decent rules pack, you could probably shit up a lot of people because they're not an overly common team. You won't come up against them that much um, um, in leagues, certainly. That you might get the odd team here and there, but in tournaments, you know, like they're still not an overly common one. Um, I think probably a six at most, maybe a five. Uh, uh, yeah, is probably more accurate. Yeah, but yeah, some somebody could could really, uh, if the, if everything's going their way, get get something good out of that. You know, it's uh, they're they're still quite an impactful team. Yep, and they're exciting, and and you know there are some great miniatures out there for them, um, <clears throat> to represent them. Yeah. But uh, look, not for me. I'll pass them by. I've got my, uh, Are we? I've got my J-Bone, uh, my J -bone frogs. Yeah. Uh, when he did his Kickstarter, there's in a box somewhere. Uh, good to go when I get near to that, pay. That was a, a fine, a fine Kickstarter yeah. that he did. Um, a number of years ago. Yeah. But the do you want to talk about star players for them, or is it something we can just sort of <coughs> pass by for this land? Yeah, I'll, it's it's a pretty yeah. quick one, uh, to be honest, because uh, they, they've got the Lustrium Super League uh, access, uh, which isn't particularly expansive at the moment. I think that'll change when the Amazon team come in, because there's at least uh, two, uh, no, there's three new star players there, so um, uh, they'll no doubt get access to them as well. Um, so right now you have uh, Helmet Wolf, uh, who is a maybe, uh, Carla, uh, who at two ten I think would be a really good choice to add something to this team. A strength for Bludger uh, is is mm -hmm. a good thing, I think. Um, White Dwarf, no, I don't see much use in in the White Dwarf. Uh, Mighty Zug, I think at two twenty, depending on what you're coming up against. If you were coming up against a fairly uh, bash team, um, and you didn't have a Crocs, um. Or you were bashed coming up against a bad bash team. You had a Crocs and you had two ten to spend. Uh, sorry, two twenty to spend. I think Mighty Zug might be a good shout. Um, Zolkath Zot no, Rakin Crumbleberry no, and if you've got three hundred and eighty to spend, yes, Morg yep. uh, is a good choice. I think because uh, if you can chew through a, a couple of players in the, t in the team with Mighty Blow plus two, and then flood the field with catchers or whatever uh yeah you're you're gonna be breathing down your opponent's neck the entire game um but yeah that, that that's it for the stars they don't really have any access to anybody else it'll be interesting to see what the new stars for the amazons are like is um uh two are brand mm -hmm. new and one's a returning one from blood bowl 2016 uh, that we've seen so far um so yeah could be quite cool. Fingers crossed then. Time will tell. Yeah. So um do we have uh, well look that's that's the end of that section for the rookie coaches. So 
if you want to go yep. and search out the slan rosters we'll we'll try and put some links up on the two guys one dice cup um facebook page when we release the episode just so you can find the roster uh, and maybe some resources for the slan just because they're not as we said they're not published in any book they're one of these fantastic unofficial teams uh, that that float around and are, they're obviously still good fun and sort of a cult following um, but yeah yeah Fuck! I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. You're not. You, you're not a massive fan no. of them. Um, <laughs> I think I, I would. De- I would definitely give them a go in the league and probably in a tournament at some point. Uh, like, um, no, no questions. Uh, but I mean, I'm at a point where I've I've played a lot of the teams. I know how most of them play, and I've played against most of them as well. So uh, plenty of times. So I know. I know what I'm doing. Uh, like I, I wouldn't want to be taking my first uh, uh, coaching gig um, in a league running slan because it might be quite uh, quite a, <laughs> quite a tough ask for a, a brand new. Coach, I think so sure. too. Yeah. Well, as we're coming towards the tail so, end of the episode, uh, is best endeavors. Best endeavors. Yeah. yeah, that's very much uh, the next part. So. This orc, black orc team, that'll be off the bench in the post to its customer. And there should be some nice pictures of it, hopefully. Um, I would foresee the high elf team being pretty damn close to being done as well. Uh, you know, there's there's been a bit of a change in deadline for the high elves, um, which falls more into my favour. So there's not as much pressure to get them done, which is fine. But when, um, when do we think we'll record next? Like exactly four weeks from now sort of thing? I think it'll be the Sunday after Granite Bowl. Right. Okay, so if it's the Sunday after Granite Bowl. Oh, no, 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 cause you, no, you've got, you've got a, a on the Sunday, on yeah. the Sunday, yeah. don't you? It, it'll be the one after that. Then, okay, so there's that. a big... That's a decent yeah. chunk of time. <coughs> That's a decent chunk yeah. of time between casts. So I am also have to gonna go on the line and say that I'll have to paint four tanks. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of tank. tank. I'm gonna have to get them done. Um it's a funny one to say, but what I take for the rest of the bolt action events hinges on how well I do with the Romanians at the Scottish Open. If I do really well, like if I finish sort of first and second uh, with the Romanians, then it takes a lot of the pressure off the sort of tail end of the year. I'm just thinking for the bolt action Scottish Championship that operates. Because um, you, you get bonus points for using multiple different uh, nations. You know, there's a maximum number you can, you know, maximum number of points you can get for it. Um, but it means mm-hmm. that I'll have used Germany and Romania, which are two of the harder ones to, to get results with. And then that leaves me more powerful nations to finish the year with. Uh, so, yeah, look at the moment, I'm looking at having to paint four, four tanks. 
for October. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a busy month, but a good month. So yeah, between then and now, I'll um, get a Blood Bowl team in the post. Almost finish another one. Paint at least four tanks. And I will have been to two bowl action tournaments. Alright. That's a lot. Oh, that is oh. a lot. And if the world actually works with me, um, I'll have been to Granite Bowl as well. Yeah, hopefully yes. as a player, that would be even better. Yes. Yeah. That would be good. That's still on the cards as well. Much good. And and the good thing about that is it's still it's still closer to yes than it is to no. That's always good. Mm -hmm. So best endeavours for you? You've... I think I mean I'll have I'll hopefully have made a bit quite a bit more headway on the uh the Amazon team that I'm painting uh, for commission. Uh, might get the odd thing here and there done, uh, like a, the odd shield or something like that, but I don't think I'm, I'm offshore for some of the time between now and then, and obviously prep for Granite Bowl and running Granite yep. Bowl as well. Um, so I, I doubt I'll have masses done, even though we've got a wee bit longer. Um, but yep. we'll see. We'll see. Well, it's always a pleasure to record a podcast with you, Phil, and hopefully the rookie coaches will enjoy it. And again, just to let you know, uh, there are many, many pairs of soiled underwear for you to purchase um, for our listeners in Japan. Uh, so please don't hesitate to um, place that order. And we'll speak to you all again very, very soon. I really wish I had one of those rulers uh, nearby right now, a big plastic one, so I could just do a boing right at the end of the episode. Uh, but you're just going to have to have my vocal cool. to do it instead. With that, goodbye. Bye.